Hello, and welcome back to That's Neat, the show where we talk about stuff that makes you go, hey, that's pretty pretty neat. neat. I'm your host, Charlie. And I'm your host, Catherine. And welcome to episode two of the That's Neat podcast. Yes, welcome. It's been a journey. It has been a great journey. You've learned a lot from our last podcast, and I'm hope I hope you're still here being yeah. entertained. Yep. If this is your first time listening, welcome. Hi. Yes, How welcome. are you? If you haven't watched our first episode with Duncan, be sure to go check it out. It was really fun to talk to him, and I think it came out pretty good, so you should go watch that or listen yeah. to it. Listen to it on Spotify, iTunes, or watch it on YouTube. Yes. So. Yes. Well, today we have our pal Tori coming on. She's going to be on here in a minute, but, you know, we just wanted to come on here before and talk a little bit, you know. Talk a little bit about the people that we're reaching out to, and we've been reaching out to some cool people, and yes. Charlie actually reached out yeah. to so I, incredible. I have a fun story. So, obviously, we've been trying to reach out to a lot of different people um, to have on this podcast, like we've been working on for the past couple of weeks. Um, some have said yes, some have said no, some have not replied at all. So we've kind of just been going out on a limb and DMing some pretty, um, big people. Uh, so I said one day, you know, Catherine, what if we were able to get someone from the show Tiger King? Cause when we were first thinking of this idea for the podcast, that show had like just come out. And both of us, I mean, I don't know if you want to add in, you know, like. I haven't watched the show. I'm not going to watch the show, but I know you're not going to watch it. Why? You should watch it. It's pretty good. I'm not. It's just everyone's watched it that at this point, it's just like, why am I going to watch it now? That's true. I kind of feel that. It's like there's definitely some Netflix shows where it's like, it's like Twilight. When it came out, everyone was like, I'm like in love with it. And then, you know, now we just look back at it and cringe. I never watched it. But I'll, yeah. I've heard about it from other people. Yeah, I feel like it's the same energy. So yeah, definitely the same energy. It, but I do know the, the characters. And on TikTok, it's a huge hit. Carol Boston Oh, yes. The, it's a huge hit. Yeah. I forget what that... The, um, I'd, I'd sing it out, but I'd probably ruin the lines. Yeah. Just because I don't know it by memory. Yeah. Well, well, but I'm sure, sure you know what it is. Yeah. So anyways, so I hit up Big Cat Rescue on Instagram, and I emailed their um, their press lady, uh, their press person, um, who I found on bigcatrescue.com. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was... Like a true journalist. Yes, I was very shook um, to email them, because, like, I was just, like, imagining, like, if they were to say yes, and we had Carol Baskin on this podcast, um, I would that would have been just the most iconic thing ever. But anyways, I wanted to read that my their reply. So, so basically, I emailed this lady, Susan. And Susan was the director of public relations. I wonder if she's a part of the pyramid scheme or not, or if she's actually getting paid. You know, we'll never know. We'll never know. Is she a Navy shirt or is she getting paid? Like, what's the tea? You know, I want to know. Anyways, so I hit up Susan and I was like, hi, Susan, my name's Charlie. Um, We want to have Carol on our podcast to talk about, you know, the world of big cats and like all that stuff. Um, And she actually got back to me, which I was very surprised about. I was shocked, did not think I would get a reply. Um, But I did. I did. You know, I was very happy and surprised. 
Uh, she said, hi, Charlie. Thanks for reaching out, but Carol's not available. If you want to discuss her concerns about Tiger King, her statement's here, and she sent me a link to some PR thing about Tiger King, so I don't know. But um, also, fun story, I, uh, I spelled her name wrong in the email. Like, a so, what? So you're so smart. Yeah, I, I really, really had to do it to him, and I spelled her name wrong, so... Um, after Talk I about first impressions. <laughs> yeah, after I realized that I sent it to her, I was after or after I realized that I screwed up in the name. I was like, okay, well, I feel like you're definitely not gonna say yes now, um, but whatever, it's okay. It is what it is. But it was definitely a reach. Yes, right? it was obviously a reach. You know, I mean, we didn't really have the intention. We didn't really think she was gonna say yes. Um, but we just figured, you know, might as well. It doesn't hurt to ask. Um, and we did. And she said no. And that's okay. But you know who did say yes? Tori. <laughs> yes. Tori said yes. Okay. So I guess now we're going to transition over to Tori. And let's go say hi to Tori. And Tori is here now. <laughs> <laughs> I just got here. <laughs> Okay, so, Tori, tell us a little bit about yourself for the listeners here today. Okay, hello, everybody. Um, I'm Victoria Biancone. My Instagram handle and, like, kind of my, I guess, alter ego on all social media is Tori Bean. Um, so, it's kind of funny because a lot of people don't actually know my last name because they always <laughs> think it's Bean. Um, and I'm 22 years old, and... Um, I'm 24 weeks pregnant, so a lot of my content has been a lot of pregnancy-related stuff, and I've just kind of been diving into the little, like, mommy blogger kind of scene and niche uh, recently. Um, I make YouTube videos, not all the time, but sometimes. <laughs> um, uh, trying to do that more, but yeah, I graduate, I was attending college in... New York City at Pace University, and because of coronavirus, I had to come home early, but I graduate technically in two weeks, which is pretty oh. crazy. Um, early congrats. Thank yeah, you. congrats. That's so exciting. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm getting my degree, my bachelor's in psychology, so that's, wow. that's me. Nice. <laughs> nice. What was your favorite part of New York? I feel like it's so different than Santa Barbara. Yeah, I think for me, a big part of it was like the diversity. I love how there's just so many different kinds of people. People are in like all different kinds of walks, walks of life and stuff. And I really liked that. I liked that you could go to somewhere like Chinatown is like one of my favorite places, which is funny because not a lot of people I don't think say that, but I loved Chinatown because you're there and like a lot of people don't speak English. Like the people that run their stores and that run the restaurants, you know, the traditional Chinese restaurants and stuff, mm -hmm. they're not speaking English. And I loved that there was somewhere that wasn't China and they can go there and feel comfortable spe just speaking Chinese, you know, and not knowing a lot of English. And I thought that I, I'm someone that likes to be put out of my comfort zone in that sense. Like, I want people to embrace their culture and have their language. And I don't think that everyone should just like know English and stuff. Cause English can be really difficult for some people. 
So I kind of, I liked the feeling of be, like being in America and getting looked at funny for speaking English. Right. So, um, yeah, other than that, concerts. I love that I could go to like three different concerts every week. I would find a new artist on Spotify or YouTube or whatever, and I would look at their tour and most likely within two weeks they would be in New York. So it was really weird how that would work out. And then the tickets would be like 30 bucks. Nice. Is there like any like top three or like top five if you had to pick that you got to see? There's a couple. back Backing up, I love, as I said, I love concerts. And I always dreamed to be that person that was watching from backstage. And I always was like, how do people get to that point? How do you get to the point where you're just walking around the whole venue and you just get to show your badge and just go backstage and do whatever you want to do throughout the whole concert. And so I think I would say maybe number one or close to number one was um, I saw Chelsea Cutler in February or was it March? Or I think it was like March 1st. Um, But I saw her performance at Terminal 5 and Chelsea Cutler Um, was kind of intertwined with the company that I was interning for, which was Visionary Records. And so I had like all access. I could go like backstage. And also um, I'm friends with with her openers. So I was able to just like be with them in their green room and then kind of just walk around and stuff. And I felt like, oh my God, like here, this is it. Like I, after four years of being a freshman and like looking at these people and being like, how do you get there? How do you do that? And then fast forward to senior year and that's, I got there. And it was kind of funny that I reached that point. And then I think five days later um, was when my school shut down and I had to come back. So it was like really fast. Wow. It was kind of like I hit the milestone and then, okay, you're out. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, but how has um, COVID impacted you? Like you said that you were in New York and then you had to come back. Um, like what else has it done in your life? Um, so, yeah, it, it's, it's done a lot. It, it's been it's kind of been a tug of war in my head of whether it's good or bad, because while I was kind of picked out of New York really quickly. I kind I did that to myself too. I left as soon as I could because I am pregnant and I was working last semester. I was working three jobs this semester. I uh, took it down to two because I was like, I don't think that that's good to be like pregnant and working three jobs. Wow. Yeah. That's um, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I, I kind of just took myself out of that situation because I was having to take the subway every day. And I was like, that's just, it's too many things. But, and I, but I didn't realize how it was, how long it was going to be. So, um, for like, I thought it was going to be two weeks. So I packed my bags for two weeks and I still have, and I was luckily, thank God I was living in the dorms because my school offers, um, dorming all four years. And so I don't have to like be paying rent right now, but all of my stuff is still in New York. So that's like one way where it's kind of been really weird of like, I can't go back to New York and get my stuff. And also um, one big thing that Pace promises at the, when you're going to be going there or anything like that, they say that you're going to be graduating at Radio City Music Hall, which is kind of insane and incredible yeah that's really cool yeah (laughs) and 
And I remember going there and I saw Maggie Rod. Oh, Maggie Rogers, that concert was really good. But I saw Maggie Rogers at Radio City and I was looking at her and I, I love Maggie Rogers. And I was looking at the stage and I was just thinking, oh my God, I'm going to walk across that same stage and graduate. And I'm a first generation, um, like college graduate. I'm first generation American. Both my parents are immigrants. And so I would be the first one in my family to graduate. Mm-hmm. And so I just thought that that would be sick. <laughs> yeah. and, um, and so that's kind of been taken away. And, and then I was, and then once I got pregnant, I was like, holy crap, like I'm going to be pregnant, walking across the stage, graduating first one in my family, like <laughs> across the radio city <laughs> stage. So I was like, this is kind of a, a really good moment. So I feel like that was something that kind of, I don't know, I'm kind of bummed about for the most part. I mean, it's so nice to be back in Santa Barbara and it's just been so much more mellow and for being pregnant, I feel like that's just kind of what you need. You don't need to be in all the craziest, all the craziness of like New York and stuff. The strangers on the street are not like forgiving. They're not really nice. So just because you're pregnant doesn't mean that anyone's going to get up and give you a seat. Right. Wow. Yeah. That's I, so much. Like so fast. Lot. Yeah. <laughs> In like a short span of time. Wow. <laughs> yeah. No, I, they closed our school and I called JetBlue. Like I got the email and I called JetBlue and I made my flight for the next day. I was like, okay, what, like what flights do you have tomorrow? Put me on the flight. Yeah. Just got to get out of there as soon as you can. How have you been keeping yourself sane or like happy throughout all of this uh, being pregnant? I'm sure it's kind of difficult. Yeah. I don't know. Um, what I've been doing is honestly, I feel like I'm really good at doing nothing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's like all of us. I feel like during quarantine. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, um, but I've been going to the beach and I think that that's been my main thing to keep me sane. Um, I go to Hammond's beach and when listening to this, that knows Hammond's, um, it's been a really good beach to go to because the beach is like kind of smaller. So not as many people fit. And, mm-hmm. um, and also not a lot of people, I don't think know how to get to Hammond's, but yeah, I think the beach has been my best way of staying sane. And then, Honestly, YouTube is so great because you just can kind of live vicarious. I watch old YouTube videos of um, before quarantine because I've just been seeing too much, too much, too many quarantine vlogs. I feel like everything is quarantine now. It's like, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like, what can you do? Like, literally, yeah. what can you make other than, like, this is me in my house? Like, <laughs> I saw that you have a book club or that you run a book club, right? It's- but, a yeah. virtual book book club like what is that explain that oh my god it's so much fun um so yeah i do a virtual book club i've been doing this now this is my second month doing it because i just felt that it would be a really good way to stay communicated with other people and kind of have a way to escape from what's going on i love books that take me into like a different world or take me in that are kind of I don't know, that just get your mind out of everything that's going on. So we read Little Fires Everywhere last month. And then um, at the end of the month, we just, or whenever we all finish it, I've kind of, I'm not really setting a lot of crazy deadlines because I hate deadlines. 
I just want things to be easy. (laughs) And so when everyone finished the book, I was like, okay, perfect. Like, let's do a Zoom call and talk about it. And I don't know if you've been watching the Hulu series of Little Fires Everywhere, but I did not watch it, but I read the book and the book is freaking crazy. It's like a soap opera. So there was a, we talked for an hour and it was a really good conversation because there was a lot to be talked about because it was so crazy. Um, And yeah, that's kind of how it's been working. And then I just kind of post um, on my Instagram story what the next book is going to be. And anyone that reached out to me that said, oh, I want to be a part of it, but not this month, whatever, I'll just text them and say, hey, this is the book we're reading right now. I have the book right here. We're reading Normal People. And I have yet to start it. Um, But it's also going to be a Hulu series. So I guess that's kind of my theme right now. It's just picking picking books that are going to be movies or TV shows. Um, Which I guess kind of works out because that means if they're going to be a TV show, that means that they're kind of entertaining enough to be made into a TV show. But yeah. I really like it. It's really fun. That's so fun. Oh my god. Yeah, that's so cool. And I think like especially like it's really good to like stay connected with people and stuff, especially now during quarantine when you like can't go out and see your friends and stuff. So like that's a really exactly. cool idea. Yeah. And to have something to look forward to, to be like, okay, because I have I have a couple friends um that went home from school and they like don't have anyone in their hometown that they care to see, you know, like I have friends here that I want to hang out with that I like to see, but for someone that goes home and they like hate everyone in their hometown, (laughs) you know, could you imagine you're just sitting there like with nothing to do, no one to hang out with. So I just thought it would be nice that if anyone to talk that they can. Yeah. Totally. Switching the conversation um what's it like being engaged (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) it's really fun it's really nice and I feel like I don't know this is my ring and I love it a lot uh and it's just everything that I've always wanted so that's really nice. Um, Tucker is Tucker is my fiance, and he's literally the best person on this planet. Um, oh. So I think that that was something that just kind of makes me feel so good. Is I see a lot of people in relationships. I mean, some of my close friends are in really good relationships, but I've seen the really bad ones, and I just am grateful every single day that I have someone that isn't shitty. <laughs> <laughs> bad um like the other day uh cardia milan which she's a youtuber she posted a video about breakups and stuff and i started watching the video and i thought to myself oh my god like this content isn't made for me anymore you know like i don't have to worry about this so that was kind of really nice and it's just it's been cool being engaged and then also like expecting our baby he's it's a little baby boy and mm-hmm. I just feel like there's a lot of love. There's just like a yeah. lot of love and it's just a really happy environment. Um, and that it's, it's cool. It's what nice. do you think was different with, from like your relationship with Tucker compared to like previous relationships you had? Like what stood out or what was different? I would definitely say that it's our communication. Um, mm-hmm. I think that with a lot of relationships, whether it's friendships or uh, a romantic relationship, communication is the number one thing 
because anytime that you're in an argument or that something happens, you know, and you're getting mad at the other person, you're losing that sense of communication. And I feel like when you have someone that communicates well with you, you're not going to fight as much because it's not going to get to that point because you're going to be able to communicate, Hey, I'm getting really mad right now. Or like this is like pushing my boundary and they'll be able to understand what you're trying to say and not like make up this image of you in your head, in their head that like you're trying to do something else, you know? So I think that that was our biggest difference was just our ability to communicate. And also when we went on our first date, it was, we just got habit to go and we went to the beach and we sat at the beach and just talked. And I remember thinking to myself on that first date that that's how it's supposed to be. Like you don't need to have a big fancy dinner and get like wine and dined and like, you know, cause that's nice. Like I do like to go on nice dinner dates and everything like that. But if that's all there is to it, like if, if somebody's going to go on a date with you and they only care about how much you're spending, that's like not the point. That's not it. <laughs> yeah. And, it, <laughs> and, and it's not going to work because then you're only caring about the monetary thing or what this person has to offer you versus just enjoying their presence. So I think that's a big thing is we are able to just enjoy each other. Like we can hang, we've been doing this like quarantine and everything together now for what, like almost six weeks. Mm-hmm. And we haven't been able to like go and hang out with a ton of our friends or anything like that. It's just been us and we're not having fights. We're not like getting mad at each other. We understand like when the other person needs to have space, you know, and it's just, it's easy. I feel like you hear a lot of the whole, like, oh, relationships are hard, like, love is hard type thing. Um, And I think that people can get that kind of skewed, especially if they're in bad relationships, where they, like, where someone's treating them poorly, and they're like, well, love is hard, so, like, I'm going to stay in this relationship because that's what people tell me, like, love is hard. But that's not what it means. Like, love is hard is is like learning how to compromise with another person. It's learning how to live with another person. It's not like having someone be mean to you and you're like, and then they're like, I, but I love you. It's like, no, no, you don't <laughs> get out. <laughs> you know? Yeah. How did you tell your friends that you were pregnant? How did you tell your parents? Like, was that scary at all? That was scary. Um, so I grew up or I've like grown up Christian mm-hmm. and I've gone to like Catholic church my whole life went to the mission uh, and I was like an altar server and everything. So I was like real in it. Um, and you know, like, I mean, the whole situation was just kind of crazy. Like we all know how babies are made, but, um, it was, it was a situation where there was only lit. There was one time, like it was like one time that it could have happened and Mm. it happened. So it was like really crazy. Um, and I just kind of, my mom is a super traditional Mexican woman. Um, My dad's German and they're both like very strong in their faith. My mom was a virgin until she got married and everything. So it was just, I was terrified. I was terrified. Um, And also I always have had a fear of just disappointing people. I don't want to disappoint people. I don't like getting in trouble. I like, I don't like any of that. I mean, it's not that, I don't think that people like it, but I guess there's people that just aren't as afraid to get in trouble. And I'm someone who's like, I, I, I fear getting in trouble. I don't like it. 
Um, and so I knew that I wouldn't be able to say it with my mouth. So I wrote on a card and it just kind of, it was like a baby card. And on the inside, I kind of wrote this whole thing being like, um, you know, like, I love you guys so much. You guys are great parents. Like who I am is because of you guys, all of this stuff. And I kind of ended it off with, um, like this baby is going to be so lucky to have you as like their grandma and grandpa and stuff. And like, I know that you guys will be the best and blah, blah. And we like went up to, it like gives me anxiety talking about it. Like we went up to their room and uh, Tucker and I, and we like gave them the card and they were just both shocked, obviously. But at the same time, like it was like, I got a better response than I expected. You know, it wasn't like, angry or anything like that it wasn't even really disappointed it was just kind of like okay like yeah like this is where you want to go like (laughs) yeah it's like well now you're gonna have to deal with it like this is like we're not playing around now (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah and tucker's family um they're not as like they don't have a lot of religious background or anything like that so i was less afraid to tell them because i think uh, the biggest part was just kind of religion playing a part in it and Mm -hmm. the whole like morals and everything behind it so telling them was way easier I feel like we did the same thing with the card we we just but we made a new one we didn't like give them the same one um and Tucker wrote a card because I was like okay this is your side of the family you write a card you do it and we'll handle it and yeah that's how we told them that was I feel like once we told our parents, it was just kind of like, okay, now I can tell anyone. Like, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, no, definitely. And that's awesome, too, that now you have that card, like, about, like, 20 years now, you can look back and be like, remember, like, this is the card that I gave you guys to tell you that I was <laughs> yeah. Like, that's such an awesome thing to have now you, you can look back on. I know, exactly. And I, like, dated the card and everything, so they'll definitely keep that. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I know we kind of talked about this earlier, but I guess, like, yeah, like, how has it been mentally, I guess, going through a pregnancy during this pandemic? Like, yeah, I'm sure that's definitely been not been easy for you. Right. Um, I think, like, one of the craziest parts is, um, like, the doctor's visits and stuff getting all messed up because I had it set up where the OBGYN that I wanted here in Santa Barbara was not going to be available until June. Mm-hmm. And so that was good because I would be in New York up until May. So it would like work perfectly. I'd have a doctor there and then I'd come back and then see the doctor here. And because of how it worked out, I was supposed to get my ultrasound the week that I left. Like I was supposed to get my 16 week ultrasound the week that I left New York. And so I never got that ultrasound. And then I came back here and I kind of procrastinated calling a doctor because I just didn't want to go into any doctor's offices and just, I don't know, I didn't, I felt weird about it. And um, so as of right now, I haven't seen this baby since it was like, or since he was like 12 weeks. Wow. So, and he was just like the tiniest little dot, you know? So it's like, I, I literally haven't even really seen what he's looking like. Um, And so I feel like that's been kind of, it's been, it's not that it's been mentally hard, but it's also kind of cool because it's so different than what other people do, you know, because 
what yeah. in normal situations you're having to go every month, they're taking so much blood from you. Like you get so much blood drawn and I don't know. You just kind of always have people on top of you. Whereas with this, because people can't be on top of you, it's actually so it's, it's really, I don't know. It, it just, it feels right. Like it feels really nice. It's like, you're just letting this baby do its thing. It's going to grow. It's going to reach. It's like, it's going to reach its 40 week part or like moment. And then it'll come eventually, you know? Yeah. And so it's, it's really nice to not have people always on top. And I, I kind of, I'm not the biggest fan of going to the doctor's office. I've never been a big fan <laughs> of going to the doctor's office. So this is also kind of nice for me because I don't know. And, but I, I have um, an appointment on Monday. And so Ooh, that's I was able, yeah, I was able to get the doctor that I wanted and she was able to fit me in a month earlier. So I'll go in and they'll probably give me an ultrasound and I'll probably freak out because <laughs> my brain will not be, I think that's actually what's like really hard is my brain cannot understand that there's literally a human being inside of me. Like, yeah, yeah that sounds like so weird to like comprehend it's like, like think about. It's too much. <laughs> like, it's literally too much to think about. Like I feel him kicking and stuff and you know, that's one thing, but then, and, I don't know. Like he can make, I guess at this point he can make like facial expressions and he can hear and his Whoa. taste buds are developing. Like if I eat something super spicy, he can taste it. <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty wild. Like it's, I don't know. It's, it's a lot to think about. Um, and so I think that when I see the ultrasound, I'll definitely be like, what is Whoa. that? and they're like that's inside of you and i'm like no it's not that's crazy (laughs) that doesn't make sense the big kicker has been the anxiety around giving birth during this whole pandemic which is uh because for some places they're not letting in even like the father of the baby Mm -hmm. which is like what Like you would just, you would have to go in like completely alone, give birth and everything with like these nurses that you don't know. And this doctor who comes in like at the last second to just like take your baby out and then they take your baby and you're just like by yourself. And, (laughs) and thinking about that freaks me out because if I can't have Tucker there with me, I'll I'll freak out. I I don't know what to do. Like, or I don't know. He's kind of like my safety blanket in that sense. Um, Mm -hmm. And luckily right now in Santa Barbara, that's not the case. That's not what they're, they're allowing the dad to go in, but that's it. Like, and what, and how it would work, I think is if I'm in labor, I have to go into the hospital completely alone. Then they check and make sure that they're going to like admit me. And then once they say, okay, like we'll take you in, then Tucker has to bring like all food that he wants. Um, all of our stuff, like a car seat, everything and he has to bring it all in and he can only make one trip because once he's in he's not allowed to leave the room wow like for the whole thing so we're like stuck in this room until we like leave the hospital with our baby huh so that has been a lot um it's interesting because um i feel like i've a lot of our family has we have two like different families that have a lot of different 
views. Mm-hmm. So, cause for me, the second that I heard that the dad might not be able to be in the delivery room, I was like, if, if I can't have him there, I'm not going to the hospital. I'm not going to go and do it alone. Like, that's just so crazy to me. I can't imagine, I can't imagine having, like, being a father of a baby and, like, sitting at home, like, just waiting. "Hmm." Like, I just sent him a picture, like, look, this one's yours. (laughs) (laughs) um, I've been looking into getting, like, a doula and stuff that can be with me on FaceTime. Because also, when you're in that extreme state of, like, giving birth, it's really hard to advocate for yourself too, right. you know, yeah. because there's a lot of stuff that I feel like they do in hospitals to kind of speed up birth. And I don't want that. I want it to be like, I just want it to be calm. I just want everything to be like, my whole life is like, I just want everything to be chill. <laughs> and I don't want anyone rushing me. Like I just want to have a good time. Um, and I feel like sometimes when you're in the hospital, it's just kind of like, okay, like how can we like move this faster? Yeah, very fast paced. Yeah, and if you're in a lot of pain, it's like you're gonna be more susceptible to say like, "Oh yeah, give me the epidural," or like, "Sure, you say I need a C-section, like fine, I'll do a C-section, like whatever." But I think that if you have a trained, like at least someone on the phone that is like trained in birth and is able to be like, "No, she doesn't want the epidural. Like, leave her alone. Don't ask her. Like, it's fine." Then I just feel like that would be better. It'll make my brain feel better. Yeah, totally. It's like, I'm happy. I had my whole, I had, I had high school. I had college. Like I did my thing, you know? Yeah. And so this is kind of a perfect timing for me where people are starting to ask like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And I'm like, just making things up. And, (laughs) and then having this happen, I'm like, oh, now I actually have something to do. Like I have something to work towards and I have something that's like more purposeful. Yeah, it like motivates you in a way kind of be like you know i've got to do do this now yeah exactly thank you so much for coming on here and talking all about you know your life's journey yeah of course done so many things and are going through so much in such a short amount of time (laughs) that's pretty wild yeah (laughs) i wrote like an instagram caption about it yesterday i was like i'm 22 years old i'm six months pregnant and i graduate college in two weeks like, how's it going? You know, like, <laughs> hey, I'm Tori. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> this is my life. <laughs> yeah, literally. <sighs> That's awesome. Well, where can our viewers follow you? Yeah. Hey, at Tori Bean on Instagram. Um, the zero or the O is a zero because the person who has the O blocked me. I literally offered to pay them. I was like, I will pay you for this username, and they blocked me. Oh no! Um, Yikes! So so it's with a zero, and same on YouTube. It's Tori Bean, Um, and I feel like that's my two major platforms: is Instagram and YouTube. Awesome! Awesome! Well, thank you everyone for watching this episode, and. We will see you in the next, the next, the next show. We'll see you yeah. later. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.